This week, uh, we're going to be talking about something I think is a lie that plagues so many of us, and that's this, this one that has probably haunted me for years upon years and years and years, and that's this lie that, man, I'm just not good enough. Anybody ever experienced that? They just think, man, I am just not good enough. I mean, I think about that so many times as, as a husband, man, I'm just not good enough as a husband, and no matter what I do, it doesn't seem like I can do enough to be a, a good husband to my wife. I always miss out. Things and and so many times in ministry, I feel the same way. Is that man? I just don't know how I can measure up and be this great pastor. And and so, man, it's something that that I've just struggled with for a long, long time. In fact, when when I was first uh, in ministry, I was I was really aware of this. When I was first starting out, I was working at a church. Um, Back in Bradenton, and it was, it was this great charismatic church that uh, the pastor was really, really awesome and, and gave me an opportunity when I was really young. And uh, we did a lot of church services. We did like Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Like we, if we could put other church services in there, we'd put as many as we could. We just wanted to pack out the week. And I remember this one week that our pastor, he was out of town and it was a Wednesday night. And he's like, so TJ, do you want to speak? And I was like, man, this will be awesome. I, I really hadn't gotten to speak uh, before at that point. I was really looking forward to it, and uh, I remember being out in our church foyer, and we had this huge foyer um, that led to our sanctuary, and right in our sanctuary there were some doors. Well, I would stand in the middle of the foyer because I wanted to make sure I could like talk to every single person, and I remember there was this lady that was walking in, and she had a walker, and she was strolling in, and and she got to the sanctuary doors, and and she couldn't quite get them open, and she's like, young man, can can you help me in? And I was like, oh, sure, sure, I'd be more than happy to help you in and as I went over there and I was opening the door she's like man I just love our pastor he is so great I cannot wait for him to speak tonight and I was like he is awesome but you know what he's not speaking tonight and she's like really and we would have a lot of different speakers come in and and it was also like a conference center so there was always all these great speakers and she's like really who's gonna speak tonight and she's like and I was like well I just to let you know it isn't pretty funny but but I'm gonna speak tonight and and she and she stops dead in her tracks with her walker, and she says, young man, I don't, I don't really need that door anymore. And she backs herself up and walks out the door and gets in her car and leaves. And right in that moment, it just solidified this whole idea. You know what? I, no matter what you do, TJ, you're just never going to be good enough. You're just never going to be good enough. It, you can try to do all the things. You can have everything prepared. And, and it's, man, it's just tormented me for years that, man, TJ, no matter what you do, no matter how, how hard you try, you will never, ever be good enough. And for any of you guys, have any of y'all ever felt that way? I mean, anybody else ever felt that way? If you look in the Bible, there's people loaded throughout the Bible. In fact, the majority of the, the pioneers of faith, the great patriarchs of faith, they have felt this way. And today we're going to look at one of those guys, and, and we're going to look at the, the story of Moses. And if you want to open up your Bibles to Exodus chapter 4, we're going to be hanging out there a little bit. We're going to be taking some notes and looking at this story. But before we do that, I want to review this key thought that we've had throughout this series, and that's this. A lie believed as truth will affect you as if it were true. A lie that is believed as truth will affect you as if it were true. And one of the, the, 
the greatest keys that our spiritual enemy uses against us is this idea that if he can get us to bind to the lie, then he can keep us hung over in that thing for a long time. Because even though it's a lie, if we start believing in his truth, we'll start walking it out as if it is true in our lives. And so his greatest ploy, his greatest desire is to see us to buy into that. And Moses was just like this man. He would buy into this lie that he was just not good enough. And, and, and Moses, you guys have probably all know the story. God called him to deliver uh, the children of Israel out of Egypt and into the promised land. And, and so, and, but Moses a lot of times felt the same way that you and I do and that th- this idea that he just wasn't good enough. And if you want to look in Exodus chapter 4, verse 10, starting in verse 10, it says, Moses said to the Lord, I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow speech and tongue. In other words, what Moses is saying is he's saying, hey, you know what? Don't put me in front of people. I'm not a very good speaker. In fact, when I get in front of people, man, I just clam up and I just choke and I can never just seem to get the words out right. They just seem to fumble out of my mouth. In fact, I start stuttering and I don't know what to say. And it's this thing that just causes me to freak out. And, and so Moses, in other words, as he said, you know what, God, isn't there anybody else that would be a little bit more qualified than I am? Isn't there somebody else? I mean, come on, there's like thousands and millions of people out here. There's got to be somebody that's more eloquent than I am. It's got a better repertoire of speech that you could throw out there. And basically he's saying, God, I'm not good enough. God, I know that you've called me, but you know what? I just, I look at myself and I see my shortcomings. I see my failures and there's no way that I can do this, and, and we're just like Moses. We see a lot of our shortcomings, and, and Moses points out a couple here that I think are very true in our lives, and if you're taking notes, there, there's a lot of lies that we believe, that, but one of the first lies that we believe is that our worth is based on what other people say about us. There's a reason Moses said to himself, you know, I'm not eloquent of speech. It's probably because somebody else had already told him, Moses, you know what, you're a bad speaker. And whether we've grown up in a home where, where our parents have told us, man, we can do whatever we want. We can, you are awesome. You're going to do all these things. You believe that stuff. But at the same point, a lot of us have grown up in homes that say, you know what? You're never going to amount to nothing. And you start to believe that lie. You know what? You're not very smart. In fact, you're stupid. And you start to believe that lie. You, you go through life and you say, and people say to you, you know what? You're just not very good looking. In fact, you, you, if you lost 10 pounds, you might be better looking. But until that point, man, you're just fat and ugly. So, and so you go through life believing you're fat and ugly because other people, People have told you that, and you start believing these lies that are out there because of what other people have said about you. And it's so often that we're going through and we're thinking, I'm not good and I can't do those things. And if you're like me at all, when somebody says something good about me, I'm on like cloud nine. I'm like up here. But when somebody goes out and dogs me or cuts me down, man, I feel like I'm dirt. I just feel horrible because I base a lot of my value in life based on what other people say. And so many of us fall into that trap. When people say we're not good enough, we just, we just go into that. Another common lie that, that we buy into is that we believe that our worth is based on our past experiences. We believe that our worth is based on our past experiences. It's, it's what's happened to us in the past. It's those things that have taken part. And maybe you grew up in a, in a home that you know, wasn't necessarily the best home. Maybe, maybe you guys didn't have everything. And maybe you were on the, the wrong side of the tracks. And you say, man, I grew up on the wrong side of the tracks. I, you know what? Nothing's ever going to change. I'm always going to be on this side of the tracks. Or, or maybe you grew up in 
You were just a C student, and you say, man, I'm just, you know, I've been a C student all my life. You know, I guess I'm just average. My life is just going to be an average life. I'm never going to do anything extraordinary. It's just going to be mundane and boring. Some of you grew up with this idea that think, man, I'm going to have this incredible marriage, and you, you got married, and things didn't work out, and you ended up with getting divorced, and you say to yourself, man, I can never have a healthy relationship. In fact, you walk around with this, you feel like there's this big D stuck on your forehead, and you've been divorced, and everybody can see, and they're like, I'm a failure. I can't have those things. And we go through life and we based on our past experiences we think that we can never ever accomplish much and we we get ourselves all fallen into that thought and you know what there's so many people that are out there that some terrible terrible things have happened to them that were not their fault because there are hundreds of thousands of people that are molested every day by people and it's not just a physical pain that ends up happening but it's an emotional and it's the scars that go with it and what ends up happening for a lot of those people is they say you know what it was because I did this that this happened to me you know because this happened to me nobody could ever love me and they allow those things the past experiences to dictate the future relationships that you're going to have the future problems progress that they're going to have in their life. And they allow those things to continue to hold them back based on what has happened in the past. And we so wrongly base our worth on our past. Well, I did something stupid and, you know, I'm never going to be able to get past that. And I just can't forgive myself for what I did. And the bottom line is this, I just don't feel good enough. I just don't feel good enough. I don't feel like I have any worth. And Moses battled with the same thing. And like just like so many of us, and, and in verses 11 through 13, what's interesting is God speaks truth to Moses, but because of his own sense of inadequacy, man, he cannot even see that. It, his inadequacy, inadequacy speaks so much louder than what God's truth speaks. And, and listen to this in verse 11. It says, the Lord said to Moses, okay, who gave man his mouth? Who makes him deaf or mute? Who, who gives him sight or makes him blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Then God says, now go, Moses, and I will help you speak and teach you what to say. And now stop right there. You would think as soon as God says that, Moses would be like, all right, God's got my back. I've got this. Man, I'm going to go out there, and I'm going to preach it up. Everybody's going to listen to me. I'm going to be like T.D. Jakes, Billy Graham, and, and, and the, somebody else, and it's going to be awesome. I don't know who else. But watch what he says. Well, watch what he says in verse 13. This is awesome. I, you know, Moses, he just like me. But Moses said, oh, Lord, help me out. Please send someone else. God, that's awesome that you want me, but can you, can you grab Joe over there? I think Joe would do a much better job. And if you read between the lines, he says, God, you don't get it. You don't get it. I'm just not good enough. I'm just not good enough. And so many of us, we've wrongly believed this lie. We've wrongly bought into this whole idea that, that man, since I'm not good enough in life, Man, I can't make a difference. There's no way I can make a difference. So why even try? Why even step out there and, and try to impact other people's lives? Why even step out there and take a risk in that job? You know what? I, I've, I've failed in everything else. I'm going to fail in this. You know, and, and I have this problem, so that means I can't go there or I can't do that. And we've allowed that to dictate our lives. And when, this is what we've got to remember. We are not what others say about us. And we are not the sum equivalent total of our past experiences. We are who God says we are. And some of us, man, we need to get that. Man, we are not the opinions of other people. 
And we, we are not what happened to us in the past. Man, we are who God says we are. And for so many of us, we've bought in this line for so long. And, and what God is trying to do with us here in this series, and I believe he's trying to get us to exchange the lies that we've been believing for the truth of his word. And, and this is the reality is when we become a Christ follower, or you became a Christ follower, it says we became a new creation. We became a new being. There's new things within us. But what happens is, is we still got those old audio tapes playing in our mind just on re, rewind and play that thing back through rewind and play that thing back through and what God is saying is we've got to capture those thoughts right there we got to grab those things and we got to start putting some new thoughts in there we got to start grabbing some new ideas we got to start looking for what God says about us because the old thoughts are a lie that we bought into for so long but God says my truth when it comes in it will bring freedom to your life and when you start believing the truth the truth will set you free and so today what I want us to do is man is I want us to look in to some truths that I believe that will totally transform our lives if we can grab these things and we can start to apply them to our lives I believe that these things are going to be powerful, powerful, powerful in your life. If you won't just listen to these things, but you'll say, you know what, that's truth. And I'm going to start grabbing that. When that lie says that I comes in and says, I'm not good enough, or I can't do this, or I'm not able to, or I'm not very talented, man, I'm going to grab that lie and I'm going to squash it and I'm going to grab the truth of God's word and I'm going to start to apply that in my life. And I'm going to see freedom come and I'm going to see God's purpose and plan come out in my life. And so the first thing I want to, want to kind of talk about here is number one is that God says you are called by Christ and I think this is so critical because the son of the living God says man you are called he is calling you right now in first Peter 5 10 it says in his kindness God called you to his eternal glory by how by means of Jesus Christ man he's saying he's saying Man, God called you. Let me just show you the power of this, man. It, it's so, so powerful. When I, was, when I was in an internship, I was 19 years old. I was in an uh, internship in Team Mania, and I was reading a whole bunch of books by a guy named Miles Monroe. Anybody here ever heard of Miles Monroe? Okay, like three of you. Okay, so he's not that popular. Uh, but he, he really is. He's, he's wrote some incredible books. He's this incredible pastor in the Bahamas. He, he has this huge ministry all, on TV, all these different things. And he's wrote a ton of books on purpose. And I started reading these books. It started changing my outlook. It started changing my mindset. And, and it was just so, so awesome. Well, one evening, I'm sitting there reading a book uh, by him on leadership. He's, he's a great teacher on leadership. And he, he was talking about leadership. And I'm, man, I'm just devouring this book. And my cell phone rings. And it's this number that I've never, I don't know where it's from. I don't even know what the area code is. It looks just totally foreign to me. And I'm like, well, I don't know who this is. And so I answer it. And I'm like, hello? And they're like, hello, is TJ there? This is Miles Monroe. And, and right then I knew that one of my friends was jacking with me, you know, because Miles Monroe, Monroe doesn't know who I am. I mean, I'm just a nobody 19-year-old in Texas, and there's just no reason this dude is going to be calling me up. And I'm like, all right, who is it? Who's messing with me? Who's jacking with me right now? You know I'm sitting in my dorm reading this book. And, and he's like, no, is, is TJ there? This is Miles Monroe. I'm like, listen, TJ is not here, but Billy Graham's in the other room. Do you want me to get him? Um. Uh, and there's kind of a little bit of silence. He's like, and, and he goes back and he goes, um, this is Miles Monroe. Is TJ there? And I'm like, come on, seriously, who, who is this? You want to know who it was? It's Miles Monroe. Calling me. From that point on, I was like, uh, I couldn't get a word out. And this guy just spoke life into me. And, and I want to tell you what, that guy called me up and I was jacked up and that was just a dude. 
That was just some guy that wrote some good information that was calling me up. Let me tell you something. The son of the living God is calling you right now. He is calling out your name. He's saying, man, I've got a purpose. I've got a plan. Man, I love you unconditionally. You are more valuable to me than you will ever imagine. It doesn't matter what's happening in your life. Man, I just want to be with you. Man, if you will just answer the phone, if you'll just pick up, man, I'm calling right now. Some of you guys that are burdened and you're, you're weary and you're saying, man, I'm just worn out. He's calling and saying, all of you who are burdened and heavy laden, come to me and I'll give you rest. Some of you guys that you're out there and man, you're just going through some struggling situations and, and you're like, man, I don't know how I'm gonna make it through this. And he says, man, I'm your strength. When you're weak, man, I am strong. If you, just, if you just answer the phone, you'll find that out. Some of you guys are going through some difficult, difficult circumstances and he says, man, through me, you're more than a conqueror, man. If you'll just pick up the phone and answer it, man, I will meet those needs right now. And let me just tell you something. The spiritual cell phone of your life is going off and God is calling you right now and all you gotta do is answer, man. All you gotta do is answer that phone and Jesus is saying, man, I love you, I value you, you're worth it to me, I treasure you, just follow, follow me. Because some of us, man, we don't realize who we are in God's eyes. We don't realize what God thinks about us and who he says we are. And in 1 Peter 2, 9, this is a beautiful scripture. He says, man, we are a chosen people. His very own possession. Man, God chose us. Man, we're, we're his possession. So, and he says, this is so that you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness and into his wonderful life. Man, he called. He's calling. He said, man, I want to take you out of those dark places. Man, it doesn't matter what people have said about you in, in your past. It doesn't matter what's happened to you. Man, I'm calling right now. All you got to do is answer. All you got to do is pick up the phone, man, and, and I am right there. And I've got a purpose and I've got a plan for you. And you, you still say to yourself, oh, I'm not good enough. No, 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 no. Man, God has called you. God is calling you right now. The son of the living God has called you. You are called by Christ. Second thing is, is you are capable through Christ. You are capable through Christ. Look at the scripture in Philippians 4, 13. I can do everything through Christ. He's saying, man, you're capable through Christ who gives us strength. God is this God who gives us this unbelievable strength in our lives. In Romans 8, 37, it says we are more than conquerors. How? We are more than conquerors through Christ. Through Christ, we are capable who loves us. And one of the greatest goals of our spiritual enemy, man, is to get us to, to talk us out of all that God has for us, man. He wants to talk us out of the benefits that God has for our lives and what he wants to do. And so he's going to tell us, man, you're not good enough. You're not capable. You're not worthy. You're never going to get it done. You're never going to amount to anything. There's no way possible that you can make this work in your life. And, and you're simply not good enough. And, and you just got to say, no, 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 no. Man, I am capable through Christ. I am so capable through Christ. And when I first got into ministry, um, I was working at, at the, the church I was talking about in the beginning. And, and when I first started working there, I was an assistant to the pastor. And one day they brought me into a board meeting and they said, man, we've got big plans for you. You know, we, we see a lot of potential in you. And so they ended up taking me from being an assistant to being the executive pastor of this ministry. And, uh, and it was a big deal because they had like a hundred acre campus and hotels and cafeterias and conference centers as, as well as a church. And they had all of this stuff going on. And they're like, man, we think that you can do, do all awesome things here and really it was a setup they just wanted to use me as as a as a uh, as a somebody they could dictate what they want to do and make them do all the the dirty work and um it, it was it was 
pretty, pretty bad, but it, it ended up, I was in this position, and I was going through, and, and so I was, I was learning how to kind of sort of pastor and all these things, and, um, and I remember one day the pastor coming to me and saying, you know what, a lot of people have a lot of ministry potential, and you know, some people are called to be pastors, and I just don't really know if I see that in you. And, uh, and, and he said, in fact, you know, I don't know that you can really make it in ministry because I don't know that you're committed to anything long-term enough to make it. And right there, I remember having this thing just sink to my chest when he said that of, man, maybe I'm not called to ministry. Maybe I'm not called to do this. And, and I remember walking away from that, that meeting and hearing loud and clear once again, TJ, you know what? You're just not good enough. You're just not good enough. And for, the, for probably the first time in my life, I realized that they were completely right. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough at all. And, and see, what they could see is just me by myself, I was never good enough. But they never saw the Christ through me. They never saw that Christ through me. I was more than enough with Christ through me. Because if I look at myself, man, I am just not that good. I mean, I look at myself and I say to myself, you know what, there's a lot of great teachers out there. I'm not one of them. I can't teach the Bible like some people can that are out there. You know, I look at people and they are just super, super smart and they are super intelligent. You know what? I'm dumb. But you know what? Christ through me, he can do a lot of crazy stuff. I mean, he's got all y'all sitting here, which is amazing. And, uh, you know, and I start looking at my life and I start saying to myself, you know, man, I want to have a healthy marriage, but I know that through me, man, that's, that's never going to happen. I mean, I know me, I'm selfish, but Christ through me, he can do awesome stuff and it's amazing what he can do in your life as well some of you guys that are out there man you're you're saying to yourself man i you know i'm trying to make this whole thing work and you're in a relationship and and guys you're out there and you're trying to to uh really understand your wife and you know what it's just not going to happen it's just never going to happen she's a moving target you're never going to hit that bullseye okay and and but the, here's the thing you can try to do it on your own all you want it's never going to work but Christ through you he can teach you how to ha- be a, a godly husband and and die to yourself and serve your wife and all of a sudden that can change some of you guys that are out there you're struggling in your finances and you're saying man I just got to have more I don't know how to make this work and and so you try to get more and more and more and that just doesn't ever work but Christ through you you start to realize that it's it's not about how much you get but it's how much you give and when you give you get and it's just a whole different paradigm because it's the Christ through you some of you guys Guys that are out there, you, you're wanting some friends to come to Christ, man, you love them so much, and you try, and you try, and you try, and it seems like everything you do is an utter failure, and you're like, I just don't know how to do this, but when you start to submit to Christ and allow him to work through you, all of a sudden, you have the words to say because he's working through you. You've got these words of wisdom that are in, actually incredible in their life because Christ is working through you, and all of a sudden, you're making a huge, huge impact in their life, and, and every Sunday, I go home, and I say, man, the, the, the lies start just going through, man, TJ, you're, you're just not that good enough, man. You, you told that joke that you've told 15 times, and it wasn't good the first 15 times, but you tried it again. And, and you know, these lies just kind of start resurfacing. But what I have to remember is that, you know what, I'm not good enough, but when Christ works through me, man, he does the impossible. He makes the blind to see. He makes the, the deaf to hear. He does the supernatural in our lives. And, and when, when I'm on my own, I'm no good. But when he calls you and he comes through you, you can do amazing things because he's working through you. Look at the power of the scripture in 2 Corinthians 3, 4, and 5. It says, such confidence as this is ours through Christ before God. Not that we are competent in ourselves, but our competence comes from God. 
Man, we're not competent in ourselves, man. We are lacking in and of ourselves. But man, when we start going through Christ, all of a sudden our competency level goes through the roof because we're not operating on our playing field. We're operating on his playing field. And his playing field is, is he is the creator of the universe. He knows everything. He can do all things. And he's just waiting for us to recognize that, man, we got to stop lying to ourselves and saying, I'm not good enough. But through Christ, I'm capable of doing the impossible because he's at work within us. He is at work within us. And so we've got to recognize, that, man, that we are called by Christ, that, that we are capable through Christ. And finally, man, that we are complete in Christ. That we are complete in Christ. In Christ, man, he wants to do the awesome, awesome thing. Second Peter 1.3 says, God's divine power has given you everything that you need. He doesn't say, man, I've given you part of it. He says, I've given you everything that you need. Every single thing that you need in life is is comes complete in Christ. Comes complete in Christ. In Christ, man, do you guys realize that? You guys remember the movie Jerry Maguire? Anybody see Jerry Maguire? Come on, give me all the hands. Everybody that's seen Jerry Maguire. You guys are all filthy sinners. I'm just telling you, there was a bad sex scene. I read the book, so I, I'm just kidding. I, I, I saw the movie. But in, in that movie, there's, there's a couple of key phrases. Maybe you guys can help me out. There's one that says, show me the show me the money, you know, I, I, that's just a, a classic phrase, but there's another phrase where Tom Cruise, he's rolling into this kind of meeting with all these women who hate dudes, and uh, you know, they're talking about how much they hate dudes, and he rolls in there, and he, he says to Riz, Renee Zellweger, he gives her this, this whole deal, and he says, you, you complete me, you complete me, right, you guys remember that, and what does she say, she says, you had me at Okay, you guys didn't really like that movie, apparently. <laughs> Wasn't a popular one. I mean, that was, that's a great statement. You complete me. You know, we, we love that, but here's the reality. That's, that's bad theology because people don't complete us. Only God completes us. We can only be complete when we find the one, and the one is not our spouse. The one is God. Our spouse is number two. And with so many times we're trying to complete ourselves with things, man. We're out there, man, if I just had some more money, if I just had a bigger house, if I had a boat, if I had a Rolex, if I had this or if I had that, then at that point I would be complete. And those things don't ever bring you completeness. The only thing that's gonna complete you in life is Jesus Christ. Is Jesus Christ. And so, so many of us, man, we're out there and, and we're looking for something and we're, we're missing it and the only place we're gonna find it is in Christ. Some of us, we're, we're searching for, for this thing that we cannot seem to get our grasp on and it's this thing called peace and then you know where it's found? It's found in Christ. He is the everlasting peace. He'll give us a peace beyond what we can ever imagine or understand. Some of us are looking for assurance in life. Man, we're looking for that, and he is our assurance. Some of us are looking for blessings, and the blessings of God are so much greater than the blessings that we could ever get here on earth. It's just stuff that's just gonna perish at some point, and we've gotta recognize that, man, his, he is there, man. Some of us are looking for strength, and he is our strength. When we are in a dry and desperate land, man, if we just run to him, he can be our fortress. He can be that place of refuge for our lives. And, and all those things, comfort, man. He is our comfort, man. He will comfort you like a mother comforts a child when they're hurt. And God is saying, man, in me, you can find completeness. You don't have to say, you know what, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. No, in Christ, man, you are good enough because you are complete in him. 
And whenever you see this, this word uh, used in the New Testament, this word complete, most of the time it comes from a Greek word that refers to a ship, and it's, it, it means that it, this, this ship that's fully manned, ready to set sail. It's saying that, man, this ship is ready to go to any destination possible. And so many times what happens for us is, is that, man, we're this, we have this ship, and, and Christ, when he comes and becomes a part of our life and becomes the captain of that ship, he brings every necessary tool. He brings every necessary navigation piece. He brings every necessary coordinate, all the fuel, everything that we need to take that ship to the destination that he has in tune for our life. And if we would just allow him to take control and realize that in him, man, we can make it through him man that we he has got all this in his in his control and he empowers our ship then we will see that we are fully complete but so many of us are saying to ourselves you know what i'm just not good enough i'm never going to measure up i'm never going to make it i can never achieve that you know i'm just not complete i'm inadequate and we need to stop right there and we need to say no Man, we need to capture those thoughts and we need to make them obedient to Christ and we need to recognize that, man, just how special we are and that, that, that we are called by Christ and, and if he's called us, he would give his life over and over and over again so that he could have a relationship with us because he has he called us. And that, man, through Christ, that through Christ, we can do whatever he's called us to do. We can do whatever he has called us to do. And it's not by my power, but it's by his because, man, it's in that relationship. It's in that relationship that everything that we need is, is there. Everything. I love this scripture in Colossians 2.9. It says, for in Christ, the fullness of God lives in the human body. It's in Christ. It's Christ in us. That the fullness of God, not a part of God, not a portion but we have the fullness of everything that he wants to do in our lives sitting right there. And you are complete through our union with Christ. Most of us have been buying the lie for so long that we're missing out on the fullness of what God wants to do in our lives here today. And we've been, we've been replacing the truth of what God says about us with lies that people have told us and that our past experiences have told us. And today we need to take and capture those things and we need to recognize who we are in him and what he wants to do in and through us today. Because for so many of us, man, we're, we're never gonna measure up if it's based on what other people think and what we've done. You know what, we can't change yesterday, but we can change tomorrow. We can change right now by the, by the, the, the stance that we take in our relationship with Jesus. And today Jesus is saying to you, Man, stop believing the lie. Let's exchange the lie for the truth. And that is, man, that I've called you, that I want to work through you, and that you are complete in me today. Let's pray. God, we just come before you, and we just thank you so much. God, that you are this incredible God. So many of us, we've bought into the lie that we are who others say we are, and and that, you know, we're, we're never going to amount to anything because of what we've done in the past. And, and God, we've just been buying into those lies for so long that, that we can't even imagine a different kind of life. We can't even imagine a life where, where you would say something different about us. And God, I just pray today that, that those of you that are out there today that say, you know what, I've been believing into, buying into those lies that, man, I'm just not good enough. I can't make it. You know what, I'm never going to amount to anything. That if you've been binding in a lie, man, that Jesus wants to set you free today. He wants you to know, man, that he is calling you right now. 
And that, that through him, you're not a failure, that you can do those things because through him, you can do all things. And that through him, that you are complete, that you're not lacking anything, but it's, it's his strength that rises up when your strength starts to fail. And there's some of you guys that need to exchange those lies today for his truth. And with every head bowed and every eye closed, maybe you're out there today and that's you. And you say, you know what, I want to exchange that. That's you, if you would just raise your hand up and, and put it down real quick. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Yes. Yes. Anybody else? Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Anybody else? God, we just come before you and we thank you that your truth trumps a lie every single time. And we thank you that, that we are no longer the victim, but we are the victor in Christ, God. That we are no longer uh, just uh, at, the, at the end of the broom, but God, we are, we are not the, the tail, but we are the head, God. That you have called us to do greater things than we could ever think or imagine. And I pray that today, God, that we, as we're exchanging that truth, as we're saying, Satan, you know what? I'm not gonna buy into the lives that you've given me anymore. And as we're exchanging that for the truth of your word, that, man, you have called us, that you're calling us right now, God, that we will answer that call. God, and that through you, man, we can do anything. We can do anything that you ask us to do that, and that we are completely and fully complete in you. God, we thank you for the freedom that you're allowing us to experience here today, God. I thank you that, that the lies no longer are going to hold us captive, but God, your freedom is going to allow us to live in the fullness of your grace here today. And then there's some people that are out there today that I believe that because you thought, I'm never good enough, I could never, uh, I, I could never amount to anything, I could never make something of myself, you think to yourself, you know what, God will never accept me because of where I'm at. God will, God, you know, I've got to clean my life up because I'm just not good enough. There's no way that God would take me as I am because, you know what, those, those things, they're, they're the barrier between me and God. And, and I want to tell you right now that that's a lie that you've been buying into for a long time. That's a lie. Revelation tells us to come all, that, to come as you are to the foot of the cross, man. And Christ is right there, ready to accept you, ready to love you. He doesn't say you got to get it all figured out. He wants to help you figure it out. And so many people I know are trying to earn their way to heaven. There's no way you can earn your way to heaven. It's a free gift of grace. And for so long you've said, I'm just not good enough. There's no way God can accept me. And I'm going to tell you what, God accepts you today. Right as you are. And he is calling, he is knocking at the door of your heart right now. Saying, will you answer? Will you let me in? Will you let me become Lord and Savior of your life? And with every head bowed and every eye closed, maybe that's you here today. You've, you've been trying to figure that way out into heaven. And man, it just ain't working. And God says, man, I'm knocking and I accept you just as you are. If that's you, if you just slip your hand up real quick. Anybody? Yes, sir. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. God, we just thank you that you are such a loving Savior. God, that your love is unconditional, man. It doesn't matter what we do, but you just accept us right where we are. And we can't earn your grace, man. It's a free gift. And today I ask, ask that those that, that raise their hands and those that, that weren't even bold enough to, God, that they would accept your free gift of grace. God, that they would realize they can't earn their way into heaven, that they've messed up and, and their mess-ups are, are, are something that you sent your son here to forgive. 
They didn't have to figure that out. They, they come to you and then you help them get rid of that stuff. And I just pray right now that as they're asking you for forgiveness in your heart, God, that they would accept you as their Lord and Savior and that you would start to dissipate those lies, God, and start to put your truth within their heart, God, and they would live in the freedom that you have for their lives. God, thank you for the transformation that's taking place within them. In Jesus' name, amen. There's some of you guys that accepted Christ for the, for the first time here today. And that's a, that's a big decision, man. That's, that's, not a, that's not a, we don't take that lightly, man. We think that that's a big deal. And if you made a decision for Christ, man, on your information card, if you would check that off, man, we'd love to hook you up with some resources. We'd love to pray with you. We'd love to talk with you. In fact, I'm going to ask some of, some of our elders to be down here at the front. And uh, there's some of you guys, man, you've been dealing with some stuff for a long time. You've just been saying to yourself, I'm not good enough. And you just need somebody to pray with you and affirm that, man, through Christ and in Christ, you are good enough. That God has got a purpose and plan for your life. And then there's some of you guys, man, that you accepted Christ, man. Let these people pray with you. Let them believe with you. Let them stand with you. Because you know what? You are on the beginning of an awesome journey with God. And he is going to do incredible, incredible things in your life. And, and I'm kind of throwing a, a little kink right here. So um, all of you guys that are ushers and stuff, if you guys want to go ahead and get ready, we're going to take up our tithes and offerings right now. And... Uh, and if you guys want to stand up, I know that this is a little bit different. We're messing with the order of service, but uh, it's just what we do sometimes. Listen, God is doing some awesome, awesome things here. And I believe that, that he is moving in people's hearts and he is moving in people's lives. And, and he wants to transform your hearts and lives. And if you guys just, just hold up real quick, ushers, don't, don't start passing everything yet. Hold up real quick. Every week, I get a ton of emails from people's lives who are being transformed, from people who are overcoming addictions, from people who are giving their lives to Christ for the very first time, from people that are, that are seeing their marriages restored, that are seeing their, their kids come back into a relationship with Christ. And I just want to take a moment, and I want to thank you guys for your generosity. I want to thank you for your faithfulness and your giving, because that's not things that I do. That's things that we do. That's things that we as a church do. And when you're a part of our church, man, you're a contributor here. And when you get to heaven, those contributions that you've made are going to be impacted not through dollar signs, but through people's lives. Because that's what it's about. It's about people's lives being changed. And I want to thank you so much for your faithfulness and your generosity because you are changing lives. You know, we have a slogan around here, loving God, loving people, and showing it. Man, we are doing that, and it is an awesome, awesome thing to be a part of. And I just want to thank you today before I read this scripture over you. That's my prayer for you today. And it's in Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. It says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. God, I just pray that in every single person's life right now, in their relationships, in their finances, in their relationship with you, God, in their work, God, that you would do immeasurably more than they could ask or imagine. God, that you would blow their mind in, in every single aspect of their lives, through your son, Christ Jesus, through him, God, forever and ever, it says, amen. God, thank you for what you're doing in our lives. Thank you for the transformation that's taking place in people's lives. 
God, we thank you so much. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen.